Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. This year, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed laws that banned gender-affirming care for minors, made it harder for transgender adults to get medical care. WMNF's Chris Young reports a new study shows that policies like these are driving LGBTQ people from the state. Gender-affirming care can range from social, such as using preferred names and pronouns, to medical, including puberty blockers and hormones for trans individuals. A new study by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation shows that LGBTQ people are steering clear of states with legislation banning this care. Two-thirds of LGBTQ adults said they would not consider moving to a state with a gender-affirming care ban. A third of LGBTQ people, including more than half of trans and non-binary people, said that if the state where they live now enacted a ban like that, that they would consider moving to a different state or that they had already moved or started moving. Catherine Oakley is the Senior Director for Legal Policy at the Human Rights Campaign. The study really confirmed what we've been hearing anecdotally, which is that folks feel unsafe. They feel afraid. The Human Rights Campaign and Equality Florida issued a travel advisory for LGBTQ plus people coming to Florida. Oakley says that recent attacks on gender affirming care, especially in Florida, are unfounded. It's best practice healthcare. It is supported by the science. Um, it is clear that for folks who receive this care, that their medical and mental health um, improves dramatically. You can read the full study on hrc.org. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. A new group is pushing back against what it calls a rising tide of right-wing extremism in Florida, especially when it comes to schools and culture wars. Jennifer Solomon represents Parenting with Pride and spoke this week on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. I'm a parent. I have a child in the public school system, and my rights are just as important as a mom for liberty. I think that the, the bottom line is, as parents, we all want the right the parental right to raise our children the way that we see fit. And government really has no place in that. And, you know, unfortunately, Moms for Liberty are very loud. Ron DeSantis has said that this is the voice of parents in, in the state of Florida, and I disagree. Um, I think that the voice of parents in the state of Florida are uh, parents that want to make sure that our kids um, have a safe learning environment, have a place where they are getting um, information so that they can go on to college, that they can go on um, to become productive adults in society. And so parental rights are not just for some, they're for all. And some of these laws that have been passed have been targeting specifically our trans youth and we want to empower our parents to let them know that they also have rights so it's not just rights for some it's rights for all that's jennifer solomon with the new group parenting with pride speaking this week on wmnf's tuesday cafe you can watch this full interview on our website wmnf.org news a state judge in Leon County heard final arguments yesterday in a challenge to Florida's congressional map. As WFSU's Valerie Crowder reports, the case centers on the erasure of North Florida's only African-American performing district. Governor Ron DeSantis used his veto power last year to block two bipartisan maps passed by the legislature. Each one attempted to preserve black voting power in North Florida, but the governor instead urged lawmakers to pass his map, which diminished it. Jasmine Bernie Clark leads Equal Ground Education Fund, one of the plaintiffs suing over the state's map. 
This legislature actually put forth the map that was compliant and our governor decided to veto that map and create one that only benefited him and his party politically. The state constitution bars lawmakers from drawing districts in a way that diminishes a minority group's ability to elect their candidate of choice. But the state argues that lawmakers had to eliminate the region's black access district to comply with the U.S. Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. Leon County Circuit Court Judge J. Lee Marsh says he plans to issue a ruling sometime after he receives proposed orders from the parties next week. I'm Valerie Crowder. Police were on the scene of a shooting last night around 10 p.m. that occurred on the 4300 block of 17th Avenue South in St. Petersburg. Two men were injured. One has non-life-threatening injuries. The other is in critical condition. WMNF called this morning for an update, but there is no information on a potential suspect and no other information is available to release. Right on schedule, the tropics are beginning to heat up. Meteorologist Megan Borowski from the Florida Public Radio Emergency Network says there's two areas that we need to watch. So the first area I'm watching is Tropical Storm Franklin. Over the Atlantic Ocean, it shouldn't pose a direct threat to us, but it will increase the chance for rip currents at Atlantic beaches. Then there's a disturbance over Central America. It has an increasingly likely chance of developing this weekend. Now, models are still all over the place in terms of intensity and the ultimate track of this potential system. But the takeaway here is that Floridians should really monitor the forecast because unsettled weather will be possible for some of us next week. Megan reminds us that there's still a good deal of uncertainty in the forecast and there's nothing to worry about just yet. However, she says it's always a good idea to be prepared throughout the entirety of hurricane season. For the weather, it's mild and sunny in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the upper 90s, overnight lows in the mid-70s, a cloudy weekend ahead with possible showers next week starting Monday. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop. Recorded at WMNF Tampa.